due to the nature of our content. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome back to the Uinta Basement. I'm your host with the most, Mighty Quinn, coming to you from the armpit of Utah, the Uinta Basin. Okay, beer number two, episode number three. Let's get this party started. Hey, uh, I had a few of, uh, you know, pretty much requests um, to talk about Nine Mile today. Nine Mile Canyon. Anybody familiar with that? Yeah, I didn't think anybody in this room was going to talk to me because I am podcasting by myself as well as the last couple episodes. But with that being said, maybe one of these days we'll have a line of guests to jump out there and want to tell their story. And so I can sit back and maybe not have to talk as much and bore the hell out of you sons of bitches. (laughs) So if you're unfamiliar with uh, Nine Mile or Nine Mile Canyon... It's a home of the Fremont Indians. And I'm, I'm thinking it was like 750 A.D. to like 950 A.D. They uh, actually settled down there. They said that there was like a population of 1,100 of them. Um, I mean, this place was massive. So there was like a city of these Fremont uh, Native Americans there. And when... They established it. They actually built uh, ditches to water their crops. And I think their crops were consistent of corn, grain, and some kind of bean that they had to boil in what I was reading. It, uh, I guess in 1927, they went down into the canyon and you could see the old ditches that the Fremont Indians had dug so that they can establish their community and their farms. Uh, Amazing. When I go down there, it's like the, I don't know, there's like a presence. You know, I mean, we talk about Skinwalker Ranch and stuff like that, and I I might be a little bit wishy-washy on it, but it's good entertainment. But when I am in Nine Mile Canyon, you can feel like, it's not a bad deal, but you could feel like the presence, like everybody's sitting around the campfire with you when you're, uh, you know, out there camping. Um, it's not a very big area, but it's like going into the Grand Canyon. The cliffs are massive. Um, it's it, it's a view that uh, not anybody can explain all the time. Because when you get down there, there's no cell service. So the, you know, you could get uh, the Snapchat out and have all the fun you want, but you're not going to be able to just snap it off right then. You're going to have to get back into service, which is miles and miles away. Um, I've been fortunate. I've spent pretty much my teenage years into my adulthood um, going down into Nine Mile. And with my family, um, we take it for granted. But we're always at awe when we get down there. There's so much to see from the petroglyphs to the granaries to, uh, man, the houses. 
the and I, I'm not talking like Pueblo houses or rock houses. I'm talking about these guys burrowed underneath a rock and lived in there. And when you get up there, you, you, you could look at it and the house doubled as a smoker. Like the one in your backyard. That's how they processed the meat. And the, the lands were completely full of buffalo, sheep. I mean, if you look at the petroglyphs, there was prehistoric things too that you can't explain on it. And I, I can't interpret the petroglyphs. But it is the home of the Big Hunt. And the Big Hunt panel, actually, there's a replica in uh, the Price Museum down there. And, I mean, it's it's starting to get so many people down there that that they're having to watch it and, and make sure that people aren't graffitiing it because they have in the past. They've gone in there and put no trespassing over some of the greatest pictographs that I've ever seen. And it's just a damn shame that people could go out there and deface the stuff. Now, the, the, the whole canyon has some more history. It was actually created um, back like 18-something. I want to say 1878. They, they put it together um, to... It was just basically a road from the Uinta Basin to the train in price so and the closest town actually out of nine miles is wellington and yep another armpit of utah <laughs> but so it, it connects back and forth through that canyon from you go through gate canyon and to go back into Mighton. and it was built by the world famous buffalo soldiers um they they put it up worked on it and put the telegraph through and i guess even old powell the explorer came through there at one time um it's pretty cool history there's uh, gate canyon actually has a lot of the oldest uh writings and, and their writings that were graffiti from us. I mean, it, it says so-and-so and the date. Um, not cool to do now, but back then, I, I, I'm, you know, it. we didn't have the laws to protect the scenery. So, you know, take the good with the bad. I have a blast when I go down there. I have some... Uh, Places that I like to go into and camp and prospect. Um, and I mean by prospect, uh, I look for uh, large game animals when I'm down there. There's bighorn sheep and occasional deer now and then and a few elk here and there. But it gets me away from the people. So I enjoy that desert atmosphere to get out there. Um, earlier this winter... I uh, had the opportunity to take Angel Severa from the other side of the beehive. Shout out to Angel. He got to go down and actually see some of the petroglyphs and the granaries. Now, granted, here's the story behind it. I had never met Angel. Angel was working for a company out here building the road construction. Well, it wasn't road construction. It's doing the piping for 
uh, one of the gas companies out here. So he's out here in a miserable armpit coming from Salt Lake. So he doesn't know what to do, wants to see a little bit more. And the thing is, is about the basin is there's hidden gems out here that not a lot of people recognize. So if you're working out of town, this is a real shithole. It's the armpit of Utah. So I thought, you know what, why not take an opportunity and show this guy, go out and show him something that is amazing to me. And so I took him to Nine Mile. We also stopped along the way and shot some skeet, shot some guns, you know, had a little bit of fun and no beers, no beers on this one. It was such a hurry up trip, but he says, you know, I'll come out on a Sunday. I'll, I'll come out early instead of, cause they work on Monday. He says, I'll come out early and spend the day with you. So angel gets a hold of me like at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Real early, huh? <laughs> but so he gets out. He's I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. So I, I pull out to, uh, Mighton. He's living in the old mill down there in Mighton. And, uh, I pull in there and I was like, oh yeah, I remember living in this or coming to this place before I came here when I was a teenager. Yeah. I remember peeing in the corner when it was an old mill. Now somebody's established and built a, a pretty house out of it, you know, but just the stories from growing up on, on the river bottom, bottom east of Mighton, uh, made me you know set me back a little bit to where it's like oh i remember this place yeah that, that's great and you know it also says fuck on the side of the wall yep good old might and kids nothing like you know spray painting the the neighbor's house but it was abandoned for quite some time so i'm pretty sure there was some pretty shady shit that went on inside that building i know i went to a few spook alleys but to uh to get back onto the story and back on track, we went out uh, three o'clock. Uh, I grabbed some pizzas. We ate. We ran out there, and you realize about I think this was maybe January first of February that uh, it gets dark at five thirty. Well, from Mighton to Nine Mile this is over an hour drive. So here I am hauling ass out to the middle of nowhere we get down there and angel just breathtaking just looking from one end of the canyon to the other and he's like i don't even know how to explain this he says i was going to blog about this and have a story and i don't even know where to start there's just so much to take in and i'll tell you what we we went on this trip and i mean it was the hurry up haul ass Take pictures. So we get, we get down to the big hunt. We're looking at it. And he goes, wow. What do you think if I put the other side of the beehive sticker on it? <laughs> I just laughed at him. And then I told him the story of the graffiti and what's been going on down there. And we he was just definitely teasing. But we, we, we uh, humored it and went on our way. But uh, there's some fascinating things down there. You need to get in a vehicle. You need to go down check it out get the directions i'm pretty sure you can get it off google maps it's probably uh on google if you google it there's probably an audio auto tour 
that will walk you through everything. And every time I go down there, um, the geological uh, service and archaeological archaeology service, I have a hard time with that goddamn name, but they, uh, they're they constantly updating things and finding things in the cliffs. And last time I was down there, they show a great big granary. Now a granary is pretty much a stack of stones that's been mortared in and they put it in high spots to uh, keep the predators out and predators, maybe even people. And some are big enough, you think that somebody might have stood in it and they could have thrown a rock down and killed somebody or a hunting blind out of the the damn thing. So, amazing stuff. Check it out. Hidden Gems, Utah. Okay, it's time for a fishing report for a little bit of this uh, northeastern Utah right now. Um, I won't hit over anything too drastically. Just short brief and, and tell you what's going on around the Uinta basement. So, uh, fishing report. Bullock is slow. Um, it's overgrown with native uh, native weeds. I mean, these things are so thick that you can't even swim in it. And you'll get crotch crickets if you do swim in it. <laughs> but I suggest if you're going to fish it, Try to use a canoe, um, waders, you might get tight, tangled up. It's kind of unsafe that way, but or off the bank. And what I would use is topwater only and, and uh, uh, rapalas, and that's for your tiger muskie. Um, there's also brown trout, wipers, and green sunfish in there. Um, yeah, topwater's your best bet get you a, a rat or a frog looking thing something that makes a lot of noise and those uh tiger musky will be attracted to it um i also suggest a little bit of still leader at the end of your line so that uh when they do bite they're not taking your lure because goddamn lures are getting expensive these days cottonwood reservoir uh the anglers are gonna have to walk in now um no more vehicles on the dam I guess uh, they're for safety purposes for some reason. But uh, right now the water's down a little bit. But the wiper uh, and the tiger muskie are heavily stocked there. Remember to release fish under 40 inches. My suggestion is top water also. Agrippolis. Bruff is slow due to low water and weeds. Uh, Pelican is slow and it has weed infestation. And they're still telling you, and they have for years, Please, please no uh, swimming in there. You do get the crotch crickets there. They will reach up and grab you. Guaranteed. It's been one of those things. I've actually fell in that son of a bitch. And I'll tell you what. The microorganism crabs, no, not the ones that you get off the local slut in town. The ones that uh, you get from water, they itch. They itch bad. They die under your skin. And it's hard to explain to your mom and your friends. <laughs> so stay out of that. Um, uh, Red Fleet's fair and good. Uh, the water is down a little bit. I think they said that the water's down to 70%. So the boat uh, docks are actually moved down into deeper water. So be careful on the boat ramps as you uh, uh, launch your boats. And there's a lot of recreation uh, skiers and people playing in the water there it's but that's a great place to get up there and hike around the dino tracks and and have a good time for the afternoon just make sure you take a lot of water and some sunscreen um it's also full of uh wiper tiger trout and yellow perch 
get out there and fish. Yeah, in other news, kind of a sad, sad day. Uh, the drummer of the Rolling Stones, Mr. Charlie Watts, has passed away. You're looking at uh, a guy that made it to 80 plus years. They said that uh, he had some heart surgeries a few months back, canceled his tour so that uh, they, uh, well, he was worried about COVID. And so he canceled out and said, I'm not going to tour. And he, he stayed home. And within a week of canceling his tour, he's passed away. Sad day in rock and roll because that is history there. That was the oldest rock and roll band still playing together with original members. Now, I, I know that they uh, changed out a few guys here and there over the years, but uh, it's still the ongoing Rolling Stones. Hopefully they rebound and, and, and find them a drummer and move on. That's hard because we know it's not original, but we still love their tunes. I uh, grew up some of my... Uh, greatest saturday mornings as my dad was rebuilding a, a 1965 tuxedo park willie's cj5 he was uh he tore it down and he'd bring these great big speakers out with wire and and put them in the front yard yeah the neighbors probably hated us you know when we lived in salt lake <laughs> but i remember the beast of burden yep we played that and it just the Rolling Stones is always just going to be in the back of my mind. And, yeah, I, I kind of got teared up on this one. So here's to you, Mr. Charlie Watts. Ah, salute. I have this gut feeling that uh, we're going to start losing a few of those greats. I uh, went to Willie uh, Nelson a few years back, the last time he actually came to Salt Lake City. I think we got four songs in, and he uh, got the Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> I'm going to say, Rocky Mountain High. Yeah. It was definitely Utah, not Colorado. Um, yeah, he said that he was lightheaded because of elevation. I think he just got some really good buds on the way. <laughs> but, yeah, he's getting up there in the age. I, I want to say he's 94, 94 years old. Um, that's pretty goddamn old to be sitting out there trying to be an entertainer still. Um, Tom Petty died, died a couple years ago. That was pretty heart-wrenching. Even Michael Jackson, you know, just people that I have grown up with. And you just, oh, Paul McCartney. Man, he looks good, though. I mean, he, he's going out there. He's not like my guy crush or anything, but uh, <laughs> he, he looks good. He's uh, getting out there and still singing here and there. I mean, the guy's worth so much goddamn money that they don't need to go out and perform. They do it because they love it. Definitely, they do it because they love it. So the old IG network, or Instagram is what you want to call it, I guess, Uh the local station there in Salt Lake City, which uh, has a bear as their mascot, put out a statement, and I'm assuming it's from Keith Richards. It says, Mick and I got back 
to the hotel at about five in the morning, and he called up Charlie. Where's my drummer? No answer. He puts the phone down. We were still sitting there getting pissed when about 20 minutes later, there was a knock on the door. It was Charlie. Seville row suit, perfectly dressed, tie shaved, the whole bit. I could smell the cologne. He walked straight past me, got a hold of Mick, and said, Never call me your drummer again. He held him up and gave him a right hook. Twelve hours later, he was saying, Fuck, I'm going to go down and do it again. It takes a lot to wind that man up. So, yeah, just a little statement that, uh, just memories of, of the guy. So, moving on. And Basin fans out here, uh, in case you haven't heard, I guess Roosevelt has DoorDash. This is, uh, a delivery service for fast food, but I checked this morning. I signed up for it uh, on my end of it, and I don't know if it's different in your guys' location uh, across the basin, but it was only Taco Time and McDonald's that's available in town. It's not like we have an abundance of restaurants. Uh, maybe uh, uh, we can get uh, some of the local places on board, and maybe we don't have to go out and drink and drive anymore to get us a burger. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start my own setup and it's going to be a beer run. And that's just so you call these guys, you're like, dude, I need a beer run. And they bring beer back to you. That way we could uh, cut down on all of our drinking and driving too. <laughs> so yesterday uh, was Monday and normally I, I start out my day with a good cup of coffee uh, no, I don't really drink beer in the morning. <laughs> if that's what you're thinking. No, uh, uh, I'm pretty responsible when it comes to, uh, work. I've, you know, held the job for a pretty prominent company here in the, in the basin. Um, I'm not going to mention names on them because it's not fair for me to advertise for them or me to cut them down in any ways. Um, it's been a good company though. Um, they, uh, Sent me with an engineer yesterday, so basically it was uh, a ride around, and you had to pretty much get to know the other guy and and show him what your job and your job tasks were in, in a day. So I've done it quite frequently over the years, so you get used to riding with new people and making chit chat. So, but so I missed out on all my favorite podcasting days. You know, my Mondays are what I look forward to because that's when all the new stuff comes out. And so today I actually got uh, away and was able to listen to um, The Other Side of the Beehive with Angel and Justin and Brian. Those guys are a riot. If you guys get a chance, get out there and listen to them. I started listening from their first episode until they just did episode 134 and on this 134 they actually did something that was pretty heartwarming to me it's uh not often that you have people that you have met over the airwaves or social media or something like that reach out to you in the ways that these guys have they gave me a 
very warm welcome to their pod community, um, which uh, is the president of that is uh, Angel Severa, and the new CEO, I guess, is uh, Justin Simmons. Shout out to both those boys. Look at those job positions that they've got. I uh, I, I got a kick out of it, you know. When you're you're talking on this, you have no idea the stuff that the people key off of. And then all at once is you're like, I said that, and I didn't really mean it, but I can't take it back once it's published. But, yeah, shout out to Justin. Um, Justin and Angel and Brian. Brian's the producer back there, DJ Bad Boy Brian. Yeah. I'll probably bring them up quite frequently because uh, they're my mentors. They're somebody that I talk to when I need help with the problems that I'm addressing here because this is new, new country that I am right in the middle of. So, yeah. Um, I listen to a few other local uh, podcasts. But, uh, you know, you're going to have to get out there and search some Utah uh, podcasts and be a part of their pod community. Listen to them. There's many of them out there. And if you want some suggestions out there, you know, feel free to give me some feedback. You know, um, I'll try to take it in as positive way as I can. Um, you can get a hold of me on my uh, Instagram or my IG address, at Eskimo3481. Um, Facebook at Quinn Cole. Um, my email is eskimo.cole at gmail and yeah uh, my only fans uh, to be continued <laughs> 45 looking pretty good on only fans I also have a, a group under under the Uinta basement on Facebook if you want to get on it I uh I approve every member, and every member can approve their member. So it's just to get out there and maybe I, – I didn't really want it to be private, but it ended up – that's just how Facebook and – and I, I'm just going to say that's how old men deal with Facebook. <laughs> and if you're wanting to hit a good mountain bike trail, we have a carnage here in uh, Ballard, Utah. Um, it's a pretty good trail, probably about a good four mile. Um, you could do a single, single track or a double track on it, but there is, uh, multiple trails that branch off of it. And just the local community has actually created these trails. Um, it's not on the map. It's on land that, uh, is private. Um, you do not have to have permission as of right now um you do have to pay attention because there's a lot of people sighting their guns in so if you have animals and whatnot uh you know be careful when you're and ride at your own risk when you're out there um uh vernal has mccoy flats and mccoy flats is amazing award-winning trails retail sell is on uh youtube um one of my favorite ones to ride over there uh, fire cell I love it. Um, milk and cookies. Um, yeah, 
there's some really good trails and some good tourism in this area. And up towards Red Fleet, I think they have the cow pasture and shoots and ladders, I think it's called. And then the flume rind up Dry Canyon and the corkscrew and racetrack in La Pointe. Um, if there's any other ones, you know, uh, reach out to me, really reach out to me. I'd love to, to ride them and, and criticize the hell out of whatever I can. So with that being said, this is, uh, another episode of, uh, you went to basement with the mighty Quinn episode number three, nine mile. Yeah, 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 yeah.